Welcome back to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiba, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of creativity with you. Each week, I'm hashtag gifting you two episodes with ways you can become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best-kept industry secrets to creating content worth remembering. Sound good? All right, let's dive into it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Back in my influencer days, which, okay, I know y'all are not going to let this slide, so I'm just going to address it now. Okay, what? When? You were an influencer, huh? I will share more about that in a later episode. Tea coming soon. Turn on your kettles, ladies and gentlemen, okay? <laughs> but it was back then, and I say back then, even though it really wasn't that long ago, but just in like this industry, it moves so fast. Like this industry is changing right as, right as you're listening to this right now. That's why I say back then, but it really wasn't that long ago. The trend was to find your niche and like niche down. And guess what? Spoiler alert, I got burnt out. Okay. I felt like I couldn't talk about all the things that interested me and I was only supposed to focus on one, but that's, that's not my nature. That's not how my mind works. That's not how I think. Right. And because you're also creative, I know you can relate to that. So is that really the only way to succeed on the internet? Is that the only way you can make it as a creator by focusing on just like one of your interests and not doing the rest of them justice? Because if you've ever felt the same, I'm here to tell you that there's just too much pressure being put on creators about niching down. And I think it may be holding you back from your creative potential because a lot of us are multi-hyphenates, right? Hybrids with varying different interests, strengths, talents, perspectives, backgrounds, putting that into a niche that we have to stick to for the unforeseeable future isn't a bueno. That's like asking me to put my entire closet in one box. Absolutely not. Not, not fucking happening. Funnily enough, and this is the most ironic part, most of this pressure to niche down is coming from non-creative sources. And a lot of them are marketing sources, which we will also talk about this later. But marketing and advertising are not the same thing. Um, no shade, no tea. Okay? No shade, no tea. But you wouldn't take financial advice from somebody who's broke, right? So I can't rely on a marketing trend report to be my sole light, right, and guide and instruct me on how I need to operate on social media when I'm a creative. Because those are two different languages. And they measure success in slightly different ways, right? One is quantitative and the other is qualitative. So there's another phrase for niching down, which I know you're tired of hearing by now. <laughs> in the creative world, that's going to appeal more to you, I think, and won't put you in, in a box or make you feel like you really have to be, you know, diluted, right? To just one thing. That's called finding your target audience. I want you to think of it as finding your target audience, finding your ideal reader, finding your ideal viewer, that person that's really going to keep up with your community instead of putting yourself in a niche. So some examples. One of my favorite creators on the internet, Queen Mike, Q Mike on TikTok and Instagram, he has a very clear target audience. If you go to his Instagram page, you're definitely going to see that. Um, and I think he also has a clear audience on TikTok too, but they definitely vary 
slightly. He's really allowing himself to use a variety of different interests that he has to create this world for his audience that he knows he's, they're going to love. He's a photographer, a creative director, also a digital consultant. And truth be told, I kind of knew that already uh, before even confirming that by looking him up just just by his just by his content, just by the level of craft in his content, um, which we're all going to learn how to do that. It's OK. All right. Um, but within creativity, like photography, creative direction, digital consulting, that's all a lot of different areas, a lot of different interests, right? And he's able to combine his multi-hyphenate skill sets and apply them to this world of men's fashion and lifestyle where I think his target audience lives in. It's brilliant. It's luxury. It's high craft content that has also appealed to loads of us that aren't men. He used a very specific kind of surreal, almost dreamlike, Dolly-esque art style, something he clearly loves very much, and that's something he teaches on TikTok, how to recreate in a sense, to then create posts around varying different areas or niches, right? Fashion, home, travel, lifestyle, art, but still keeping that same sort of feel, being his art style as like the common thread throughout his content. So he knows his audience really well. He knows that his his audience are probably men that are really interested in like the elevated luxury lifestyle, probably love art. Maybe a lot of his target audience are probably photographers or creative directors. Um, so he's very aware of like who his community is, right? But at the same time, allow your niche or your interest to evolve because I'm sure Korean Mike, if we were to scroll back far, 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 far on his Instagram, he would have had probably different things posted several years ago, right? Maybe in a different art style, maybe he had a different target audience, maybe his approach to things were different or he was just focusing on fashion, like who knows, right? But the important thing is that there's nothing wrong with allowing your content to evolve as you evolve and or your target audience evolves like there's nothing wrong with growing as your audience grows or allowing your your audience to kind of grow up with you right speaking of content evolution actually there's another creator i really love erica stolman dowdy you may know her as fashion lush um instagram and tiktok she has a clear grasp on her target audience as well she's super edgy um, but also like very Y2K, kind of cool cool girl style, very pro-weed. That's a huge, huge part of her community. And the she has this culture of the modern, newly married millennial woman, which by the way, congrats to Erica and Zach on their wedding. You go guys. Um, this kind of extends throughout all of her content. You know, I'd argue that her branding and her mission to um, push this like wide acceptance of weed is her niche or like her common thread that she carries throughout. She's also a graphic designer. So a lot of her content is very well designed. That's also something that she focuses on. But just like I mentioned, right, if you were to look at Erica's page now, you probably would have never guessed that just a few years ago, Erica's feed was mostly like black and white outfits. And you know, kind of grayscale type of presets. 
I think that she knew, honestly, when it was time to really evolve and when her target audience was ready to evolve with her. And she's still taken a lot of her interests that she was talking about back then and just really like magnified them and put them in the forefront. So kind of shifting things around a little bit, maybe from a specific aesthetic to a different one or putting some of her other interests into the forefront as she's, you know, really making her community more multifaceted. So I think that's amazing. Like Queen Mike and Erica, create an understanding of your target audience, right? We'll be talking about this a lot because as an influencer, I think you work for and with your audience to reach your success. They're really, in some sense, your client, right? And I honestly recommend writing this information down. Who is this ideal target audience of yours? What's their name? Maybe what they look like, their interests, where they shop, what podcasts do they listen to? Do they listen to Kindly Gifted? I sure hope so. Um, If it helps, (laughs) think of your ideal friend and describe them. This can be somebody you're already lucky to call a bestie or either way, it can be somebody that you'd want to represent the general vibe of your community. And like write down a little bio about them. Keep that handy so that you know when you're creating content, you're talking to this person. And when you have this specific person that you're talking to, that you will attract people in that realm, similar to that person, right? The great thing about creating this what we call in advertising a brand persona is that they like yourself have loads of interests. They can like fashion and fitness or business and skateboarding. People are multifaceted. Like that's human nature. So niching down to the point where you have to restrict yourself to only talking about home decor or only talking about music because that's what social media marketing told you to do is fucking bullshit, you know? Be the multifaceted human that you are. Find a common thread throughout your content like Kriya Mike did with his art style or Erica did with her branding or her causes that she wants to support to feel comfortable to share what you love, which I'm sure is more than one thing. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.